Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Friday here on FNTSY, and I am here with you guys, Craig Mish, for the next two hours, live on the show, talking fantasy football, some baseball, college football as well. Jamie Eisenberg joins us on the show. That's the setup. Here's the show. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy November to everyone as well. Craig Mish with you here on Fantasy Sports Today as we start our, let's see, June, July, August, September, October, as we start our sixth month. Is that right? Wow. Here on uh, FST every noon to 2 Eastern right here on the show. Happy to be with you here. And uh, Sean Guastamacchia, as always, producing the show today and uh, catching his live shows at 4 o'clock Eastern over on Sports Grid TV is always a lot of fun and hanging out over the weekend in New Jersey. Hopefully I'll get to come and visit sometime, but I am live. I am on the air, and here's the phone number to call, as always. Let me give it to you at the beginning. 844-843-6879. Was that too fast? Okay, I'll slow down. 844-843-6879. If you have any questions or comments, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Craig Mish, at FNTSY Radio, at SportsGrid. You guys know the ways that you can get in touch with us. I am happy to go over all of it with you, whether it's football, baseball, uh, probably got to stop short of basketball. But football or baseball, yes, let's do that. For the basketball, just head on over to DailyRoto.com. That's the way uh, that you get it done there with Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and all the great people there. Uh, okay, so we're uh, headed toward another football weekend, another big uh, pro football weekend, and uh, interesting college football weekend as well, where the best game of the day is my team. My Florida Gators will take on the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern. That's like the only appointment watching I think I have for the weekend, although I say that, and then every Sunday morning around 9, 10 o'clock, I end up going in my office and watching all the football games. And indeed, this week, I believe there's a game in London at 9.30 a.m., so I will catch that game as well. We'll get into all that on the show. As I mentioned at the top, Jamie Eisenberg will come on for two segments, as he always does, hour number two of our program. If you're listening on demand, just hit that little fast-forward button that you're listening to right now. You can catch him talking about everything going on there. Uh, real quick, let's uh, recap what we saw last night in the NFL. Uh, let me let me kind of tell you uh, two parts about it, the fantasy part and then the wagering part. Fantasy part, got some really good performances last night. Got some fantasy points for the guys last night. A lot of people didn't think that that was going to happen based on what we saw between Carolina and San Francisco two weeks ago, where San Francisco uh, went up, what, 41 nothing or something like that. It was amazing. Uh, 51-13, I believe, was the final there. 49ers weren't running the ball nearly as well. I don't know if Coleman was hurt, banged up, too much usage, not sure. But Brita was more or less the star, and even still, 
uh, 49ers didn't pound out 40 rushes. They only got like close to 30, which is still a lot, by the way. And, of course, at the end of the game, Arizona covered, made it closer by uh, Kyler Murray hitting Andy Isabella, who did the rest. Happy to see Isabella, by the way, doing something this season to have him in a dynasty league. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But the 49ers at this point, what is left to say, right? Like, we're, we're playing in an NFL season, to me, that is kind of funny because no one really wants to believe in any of the teams in the NFL beside the Patriots, maybe Green Bay somewhat, maybe New Orleans somewhat. But, like, there's just this disbelief in teams and looking at their records that are good, and everyone says, well, let's wait until they play this team. Oh, let's wait until they play that team. This is happening a lot. The problem is is that we're going through a season like we've never gone through before. And what do I mean by that? Well, look, there's always a lot of parity in the NFL. Usually this time of the year, over the past 20 years, if you've played eight games, what do you have? 10 teams, 11, 12, 15 teams that are 4 and 4, 3 and 5. This year, it is all about the bottom. It's all about looking on the schedule and seeing when you play the Bengals or when you play the Dolphins or when you play the Redskins or when you play the Jets. There's so many of these teams or the Falcons. Forgot about them. So many of these teams, even with the talent or lack of talent that they have, they're just not winning. And Arizona is actually one of those teams that I'm kind of big on for the rest of the season. I thought they played pretty competitive yesterday. And the other part that we come out of this thing was seeing how Kenyon Drake performed. And that was clearly a surprise as virtually uh, no one that I saw, at least on social media in the industry, was touting him as a RB1 going into the week. There's a chance that we get to Sunday, and Kenyon Drake has the best game of any running back in the NFL. How about that? Coming off a Thursday game against the Giants. Uh, 49ers, excuse me. But going back to what I was saying before, we have to drop this narrative of, are the 49ers really good? Are the Indianapolis Colts really good? Is Seattle really good? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You can't wait. You only can play who's on the schedule. One of the worst things, generic things that anybody ever says about the NFL. But in this year, it is true. It is very true. You can only play the Bengals if they're there. If you get to play the Dolphins and the Jets twice, that's what you get. That's why Buffalo's going to end up winning nine or ten games. It's not their fault. They're trying to win. The Detroit Lions are trying to win. And when, the, and when you finish in last place last year and you get an easy schedule this year and the combined record between the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Jets, and the Redskins is 2-100, and 100, well, then you know what kind of season you're headed in for. There are always landmines on an NFL season. Like, for example, New England's landmine is Sunday. They finally play a really good team in Baltimore, right? Like, that's their landmine. We'll see if they clear it. But the opposite of a landmine is, uh, you know, the stuff that comes out of a horse on the ground, which is half the teams in the NFL. They're all terrible. So just because these teams are winning so much, when does that factor in? Not during the regular season. You'll have a bunch of teams at 12-4, and 11-5, and 14-2, and two, and that's fine. And you can continue to question that. But it doesn't make a difference because they're getting to the playoffs. When does that change? Guess what? In January, the first week. When all of the crappy teams are done and all of the tanking teams are done and they're looking at the draft order for next year, these teams that do finish 10-6, and 9-7, and 11-5 and at the NFL, and then they have to go play an NFL playoff game against a good team in the NFL. Then you will know how good some of these middling teams are in the league. Until then, they just keep playing bad teams and keep on winning. That is the NFL these days. And so stop doubting the 49ers. They can only play who they got in front of them. 
Fantasy Sports Today continues with the opening drive next. I'm Craig Mish. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today presents First Play from Scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. From the opening play and all the way for a touchdown. All right, welcome back. It is time for the opening drive on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you, and I got you all the way until 2 o'clock Eastern. Dr. Roto will be hosting full-time fantasy today, but let's get rolling here with some of the things that piqued my interest in fantasy or in reality, and we got a lot to get to. We'll start off with last night's game between the Cardinals and the 49ers, and uh, I thought a really nice job by the Cardinals to kind of stay in this thing yesterday and only lose, I guess, 28-25. to If you heard my opening segment, I don't think that there's any doubt for me that the 49ers are not just for real, but they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender at this point. I don't get this narrative that they haven't played anyone or they're not very good. Again, there are so many poor teams in the NFL, and where is the competition for San Francisco to not get to the Super Bowl? Okay, it's Green Bay. It's Minnesota. Sure, look, they're good teams. The Saints are good, too. The Rams may end up turning it back around, although 49ers pounded them. It's it's possible. But right now, you're telling me that they don't look like a top three team in the NFL. What's not to buy? What's not to like? Their defense is fantastic. They got yeah. So one game on a Thursday night, they got blown up on the ground a little bit. First time all year. A big deal. Right now, at this point, they don't have the best odds to win the Super Bowl. They don't even have the second best odds to win the Super Bowl. But there's some value there at this point, I think, uh, jumping in on the uh, on the 49ers. If you haven't already, probably too late. Imagine what you could have gotten at the beginning of the season on them. But I don't think most people had them getting well, – some people had them getting to the playoffs for sure. But definitely not NFC Championship type and definitely not, I would say, Super Bowl type. And I would say at this point, you got to consider that a possibility. All right, uh, second down here. I, I You know, some of you – because of Thursday night's NFL games, miss out on some really good college games on Thursday night. Uh, uh, Look, college football just in general, a lot of the games are going to be more competitive. You wouldn't know that from looking at the stands. A good example of that last week was the game uh, being played, I think it was SMU in Houston, and and there was just nobody there. You know, like like sometimes when these schools and the kids, they have to go to school the next day, and you would think, oh, they're going to go because they're going to party. Well, yeah, they may go party, but they're not going to go to their local uh, college football game. And so the stands are kind of empty in some spots. But last night, you missed a good one if, if you missed it. Appalachian State has been fantastic all season long. Over the last few years, they've been really good. And for the second straight year, Georgia State went in 
this year and beat App State 24 to 21. And really just a lot of rushing, not shocking. It seems like Georgia State has Appalachian State's number. And now it just doesn't look like a serious bowl game is on deck for them, which is a shame. But uh, hopefully they get back into one. But congratulations to Georgia State for pulling out that game last night. Okay, uh, on third down here. Now, I uh, to give you an idea of Halloween for me, now I'll, I'll give you my costume and everything. I'll tell you all about it, and then I want to tell you the story that I saw online. Another just stupid story. But So last night, my son and I got matching costumes, which is like the cool thing to do with the father and son, right? Like, I get it. My wife is really good about handling all that stuff. I just have to show up and get in it. But this costume was we had a roller we were a roller coaster so essentially it was me and my son with uh sitting in the roller coaster but we were separated we could walk separately and we each had fake legs that went over in the seat so we could kind of like shift back and forth i'm doing it here sitting in the seat nobody could see me but uh, that those were our costumes last night and i would say that we did a a good hour of trick-or-treating yesterday and i was very good to date, since Halloween has expired, I, I have not had one single piece of the candy that he got. Not one. That's a record for me going into today. Now, that could change tonight. I would say it probably will. But uh, no candy for me thus far. I will say I did have uh, an icicle, though. That's, uh, that's for sure. Uh, also, as part of third down, how about this story? Ohio police are urging trick-or-treaters to look through their Halloween stash this morning. Two people they uh, said they found razor blades hidden inside candy wrappers. Why wrap uh, wrappers? Uh, right. Why would anybody do this? There are some sick, sick people in this country. The story goes on to say that one of the people found a blade and cut a finger while sorting through their candy on Halloween night. The person went to the hospital for stitches. And uh, this is in the a neighborhood in the Cincinnati, Ohio suburb the same night in waterbury connecticut police arrested a man after razor blades were found in the bottom of two trick-or-treaters candy bags like like are you just like like how how could people do this first of all and then second of all how do people even think that this is like funny to do this for kids like they're trying to literally hurt kids it's bad enough that there are still these idiots that think that it's okay to leave your kid in a car and go shopping I mean, let alone even with the air on. I don't even care. Like, are you, like, a total idiot whatsoever? Like, that, that, that is, like, death penalty stuff for me. How could you ever leave your child in a car? Ever? Is it that difficult to just take the kid out and bring him in or her? I, I mean, if, if you have work, is it, it what, what's going to happen? You're going to get fired? But your kid survives. That's the alternative. Please. Those stories pop up way too much, even in this day and age. That's third down. Sorry to go on that little rant. Uh, rant. Uh, fourth down. Toys R Us is officially relaunching some of their toy stores again. And they are saying that they want to compete with the informal way of, of basically having to now go on Amazon and, and, and teasing that like experience. Of, of going into a store. Now, this is a tough one for me. And it's going to be happening all over some metropolitan cities, including Houston, Texas. 
and also in the Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. I don't know where that is, so I'll, uh, someone will have to get me familiar with that. Uh, but that's what they're doing. They're, they want to have the value of the parents walking into the store and playing it. Now, according to this, this is on CNN's business report this morning. These are not simply stores, according to the company. The store chain will also partner with the retail services to create hands-on, engaging experiences for kids and their parents who may have fond memories of Toys R Us from their childhood. Now, here's what I'll have to say about this. Toys R Us, for me, was a good try. It was definitely important. I remember going there. I remember buying toys. As, uh, as I got older, of course, things change. You don't, it's not a necessity for you. Now, I also have fantastic memories of taking my daughter, who is now 13 years old, to a lot of these Toys R Us places and buying her toys, too. Definitely remember that. But now that it's gone, I thought that I would miss it a lot more than I have. And I've come to accept the idea that if you're ordering things online now and with Amazon and with all of the competition on Amazon, you're basically getting these toys the next day. So I am, I am happy that Toys R Us is trying to cultivate a new group of uh, parents and kids to go have that experience again. I would definitely be interested in, during the holiday time, having my kids go to that again. But I would also say that I, I was very upset when this happened, and I think we learned about this late last year. But now that it's gone, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty easy to me to pop online and buy a toy. Not to mention that in my area, at least where I live in Florida, the uh, Walmarts and the Targets tend to have most of the toys that uh, Toys R Us did. So uh, we'll see if they decide to build this thing back up and it becomes a great experience. I will be all in on it. But that is my summary here on that as we continue here on Fantasy Sports Today. All right, coming up next... Interesting news and notes from the NFL. We got some playing practice reports out there from, I think, really some of the more interesting players that have nothing to do with fantasy, but maybe on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line side of the ball. So I will get to that next. And then after that, our producer today, Sean Guastamaki, and I will go through some trust or bust. Jamie Eisenberg will be with us for hour number two. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish as well. Just how it's spelled. C-R-A-I-G-M-I-S-H. I'll be back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Craig Mish here with you as we got you all the way until 2 o'clock. Dr. Roto is going to be flying solo today on Full-Time Fantasy. Make sure you catch him. You can get in the game with a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Listeners of this show can get a deposit of up to $500. I'll explain how it works. It's simple. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet. DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com 
slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. You must be in New Jersey to take advantage of this offer. And eligibility restrictions apply, but go to the website. You could check out all those details. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we continue on here on the show on Fantasy Sports Today, the injury news is interesting because a lot of it is not revolving around some of the key players that we would start in fantasy, but it's the extra guys around the defense and the offensive line that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. So let's kind of start off with that. And it could affect uh, wagering, of course. It could affect wagering as well. Now, uh, for the NFL, I'll I'll probably wait uh, maybe to later today to make the final decisions on my NFL picks. But, uh, man, some really serious injuries. So, okay, the Jets, according to Brian Costello, who covers them, they're missing five linebackers. C.J. Mosley, who I've heard of, Avery Williamson, who I've heard of, Neville Hewitt, Blake Cashman, and Albert McClellan are all out against the Dolphins on Sunday. Jets are a three-point favorite. Do the Dolphins win this game Sunday? Yes. Wow, it could happen, right? It definitely could happen this weekend. Now, the one thing that's happening, you know a great bet, by the way, Sean, has been taking teams... Yeah. Uh, taking the Dolphins in the first half of, of games. They've been very competitive in the first half, and then the second half comes. I, I still think somehow the Jets are going to win. This, this could be the, actually the kind of game that is an unexpected barn burner. This could be like a 37-31 type game. I think, it's, I think a yeah. lot of throwing could this happen. Is this is the game I think the Dolphins can win. Uh, Fitzpatrick starting. Jets banged up, as you just mentioned. Yeah, why not? I still think the Jets win, though, actually. Five linebackers out. I Jeez. do, too. I do. I do. I, I I love dogs, but this is just I, – I can't – I would take Dolphins' first half Jets game. That's the way that I would do it. I, like I, I could see this game – remember, if if you take the Dolphins, I mean, I don't – the first half line I'm guessing is one, one and a half. All I got to do is be tied at the half, 14-14, you win. Uh, okay, so a uh, couple of other injuries let's get to here. Trey Carson, according to Kyle Menke on Twitter, he covers them. And uh, Carson will practice Friday. Limited participation Thursday. The Lions signed Paul Perkins. So uh, J.D. McKissick is is a possibility. Ty Johnson is a possibility. The Raiders have played better than a lot of people thought recently. I, I just I don't know what the Lions are really doing here. How did they not go for Drake? I guess in hindsight it looks really easy after he had that game last night. But Detroit is very much at least in the picture for the playoffs. And there's just going to be a lot of passing, I think, going on in this game. Raiders were really impressive until they fell apart in the in the fourth quarter of that game. O.J. Howard, arguably the tight end bust of the year. No practice for him today. Looks like he'll miss the game. Cameron Brait starts. And you know what you get from him. Cameron Brait does nothing until they get to the goal line. Then it's one catch, six yards, touchdown. That's that's what he does. He, I, I, Honestly, you can watch a whole game. They'll never call his name. But then they get near the goal line, and and, and there he is. Man, O.J. Howard, so much talent coming out of college. Is that a busted pick? Is that, I just no, think it's no, Arian's no. system. Yeah, it's Arian's. It's the tight ends. Listen, you know college football. He was a bust at Alabama for a, for a while, too, coming in as a big, big For recruit. two years. Yeah. yeah. Then he blew up in that I, what, I, championship I that, game. I think that if you go back and you look at Bruce Arian's systems, in Arizona specifically, I, I you won't find tight end production. 
it's more it's more using slot receivers and the running backs to catch the ball. It would be smart. It would have been smart, and it will be smart. I'll take it back. What I would do is if I was Tampa Bay, I would start featuring O.J. Howard to move him in the offseason. You're playing for nothing, basically, at this point. You may as well try and get him the ball as much as you can and then trade him. That's what I would do. Uh, I don't think he's back with Tampa Bay next year. Um, Curtis Samuel, no practice for him today. Kyle Allen did not look great. It's a good matchup, though, against Tennessee at home. And that means that the key wide receivers for the Panthers this week would be DJ Moore and Jarius Bird if Samuel doesn't play. Samuel's been more of a factor, I think, than people thought. Last week was just a complete debacle. I think you got to throw that game out. Carolina will get right this week. But not having Samuel definitely changes the landscape of that. He was figuring in as like a wide receiver three type. And uh, got to definitely keep an eye on that coming up for Sunday. No question about that. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, who I have on one of my teams, he's questionable still. Did not practice again today. Limited participant. It's an early London game. It doesn't seem to be trending in the right direction. The interesting name for the Jaguars is Chris Conley, who has a hard time catching the ball, but when he does, he gets a lot of yards. So uh, Bradley Roby is out for Houston and they have some injury news as well. Let me get to that here. Uh, Jeremy Tunsil and Titus Howard are also both game-time decisions in London. I, I think Houston is playing very undermanned this week in London against Jacksonville. And there could be some offensive opportunities and even defensive. If you want to stream a defense, I'm sure the Jaguars are on. But if they're not, I would pick them up and start them against Houston this week. It is amazing to me how Deshaun Watson late in every single game this year does something to win the game. He gets last week did you see that? He got kicked in the face by one of the Raiders with one eye, threw it in the back of the end zone Uncanny. for a touchdown. Sick. Uncanny, yeah. I mean, is that luck? Is that skill? Like how does that happen? He just keeps he literally throws the ball up in the air and somebody catches it for a touchdown. Oh yeah. I mean it's amazing they continue to win despite uh the efficiencies of that defense and, and sometimes the offense as the offensive line. But you trust Jacksonville's defense without Jalen Ramsey against Deshaun Watson? They, they've been playing pretty well. They played well last week. I mean, it's the Jets, right? It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, no, I do. I, I, think Jackson, I think Jacksonville is a 9-7 is a and seven team or an 8-8 eight and eight team. And I that, had them. In, I in, had in the a over. neutral site situation. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing, too, is, and I, and I got to give uh, Joe Pizapia finally credit for something, is he did mention earlier in the week, it was a good point, that Jacksonville goes to London so many times, you would think they'd be prepared as to how to play a game with with uh, the with the difference in time and all that. That is a, a fair point. Not sure how Houston will do. Houston is the more talented team. There's no question. But uh, if, if they don't have Tunsil and they don't have their defensive backs again, it could, it could spell trouble for them for sure. Uh, a couple of other notes, uh, injury notes. Uh, Adam Thielen. This morning uh, on the Vikings website, vikings.com, said he feels good but wouldn't commit to playing against the Chiefs. He wants to be 100%. Three more days to get ready. And limited participation. And uh, he hadn't missed a game until he missed that game last week against Washington. Is that a bad sign for Thielen that's still a week later? That he's still not committing to be able to play in a game this week? Diggs has been so good with him out. I mean, I'm a Diggs owner in a couple of leagues, and I hate to say it, but man, if <laughs> if Thielen's going to be out continually, I think that Diggs is going to be a monster here in the second half of the fantasy season. 
a topic that we'll talk about a little bit later with Jamie Eisenberg. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported this morning that Cam Newton is still a ways away, basically. I don't want to, that's not the direct quote, but basically his injured foot is not getting as, as better as they thought. So what's the deal? Is Cam Newton going to have surgery, miss the season? What exactly is this problem that's taken so long? Kyle Allen continues to play. When Allen plays against teams that are as good as his or worse, he'll do fine. When he plays against teams that are better than his, he probably won't. And there aren't a lot of teams that are much better than Carolina. So he probably will be okay. Not really that worried. Kyle Allen probably bounces back for 200 yards and two touchdowns this week. Deshaun Jackson, optimistic that he will play this week. Jeff McLean on Twitter says that they hope so. I think that you should hope so as an Eagles fan. I don't know that Jackson carries any fantasy value anymore, but it certainly will help Alshon Jeffrey. I know that I'm hoping that Miles Sanders, every time I play Miles Sanders, this is like the, the kind of fantasy season I've had. The guy that I play, I, I, I have the player, the proper player. I just don't play him. San, Miles Sanders is one of those guys. When I play him, does nothing. When I don't, does great. Scantling is the other one. Oh, my gosh. He has driven me nuts all season. I'm just, I can't play him anymore. I just can't do it. Remember last week or two weeks ago, he went into the week with a, a bad ankle, and then he ended up blowing up like that. And then James Anderson reported for, or Jacina Anderson, excuse me, reported this morning from ESPN that the, that, uh, the Bengals are not pursuing Josh Gordon. The Dolphins, I know, are not pursuing Josh Gordon. There are some reports about work ethic this morning with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon had all the potential in the world. It didn't happen. You, there's, there's no possibility of this guy being anywhere val- val- valuable this year in fantasy. It's just not happening. To a degree, Josh Gordon remind the, the state that Josh Gordon is in as of right now, not when he was super talented playing for Cleveland, and not even when he was playing very well last year for uh, New England. It reminds me of the running back on Seattle who played for a number of years that everybody thought was going to be a star. Do you remember his name, Sean? The running back on Seattle who was the backup who everyone wanted to see play. He was drafted about five years in a row and never did a thing. And then he went to Dallas. Oh, I'm trying to think. Christian Michael. Bingo. Texas A&M, Christian, right? Christian. Yeah, do you remember him? Oh, he's going to be a star. He was the preseason star for like three years in a row, and then everyone rostered him. He went to Dallas. He had like a good game. I think when Elliott was out, he had like a good game or something. It's it's the hope that Gordon can do it. It's not the reality anymore. Unfortunately, I think his career is, uh, has peaked and potentially has come to an end. Coming up next, we've got our Friday Trust or Bust segment. Here's how it works. Sean will throw out some names to me. I'll tell you whether or not you can trust them or whether or not they'll be a bust in fantasy this week. And then we'll do the best of hour number one. Coming up in hour number two, I'll talk about what the month of November means in sports. We've got Jamie Eisenberg also coming your way on the show. And then at 2 o'clock Eastern, Dr. Roto takes over for full-time fantasy. I'm Craig Mish, and we'll be right back in just two minutes. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. Oh, Sean. Come on, man. Come on. Unbelievable. We'll, we'll, we'll get it I mean, corrected. Every Sorry. Week, seriously? I mean, it's not like you have a show to host every day on Sports Grid. All right. The adult music is back here for uh, Trust or Bust. Let's all sit back and watch a Lionel Richie concert, uh, concert and, and talk about who should be playing in fantasy football this week. But there it is. Uh, all right, Sean. Let's uh, go through some players that we could trust or players that may be a bust this week in fantasy football. Fire away. All right, let's start. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills and the Redskins, all right, since that's the game I am focused on. Let's go with both running backs. Frank Gore for the Bills against the Redskins defense and Adrian Peterson against the Bills defense. Do you trust either of those two guys this week? I think that I'd go back to the Gore train. Yeah, I think I could see Gore getting 70 yards and a touchdown. But for me, no, I do not have uh, any trust in Adrian Peterson anymore. I think that we've come to the end of the line there. I, you know, I did actually, uh, in, a, in one of my fantasy leagues, look to see if I had a, like an IR spot for Geis. Because I wonder if Geis is, is that guy that starts playing in the fantasy football playoffs that you stashed all season long that ends up having a good uh, three- or four-week run. So uh, I will say yes on Gore. Trust, 70 yards and a touchdown. I would say between 10 and 15 points in a PPR. And Adrian Peterson, I would say no. I'm going to stay away from him. All right, let's go to Melvin Gordon with the L.A. Chargers. They play the Packers this week. Do you trust Melvin Gordon this week? Um, Melvin Gordon, okay, um... My my um my deal with Melvin Gordon is I think that Gordon will probably get between ten and fifteen points for the let me see I don't know I, I'm gonna say bust again I'm sorry I'm going against I'm going against myself in my own head I am gonna say that Melvin Gordon is probably going to get but less than 10 points in fantasy this week. This is a very tough one for me because I know the Chargers will have some goal line carries. I still trust Eckler. I want to make that clear. Oh, there's a football music. I still trust Eckler in fantasy, but uh, I, I this has been a really disappointing season for Gordon. If I was his advisor, and again, hindsight is 2020, I would have said, no, do not do it. Get out. All right. So there you go. All right, that's your uh, analysis there. All right, let's continue with the running back position. Chicago Bears uh, and David Montgomery. Hello, uh, great game last week. Finally, right? We've been talking about him every week here on your show, and uh, it finally broke out. All right, but Jordan Howard against the Bears. Do you trust him this week? Uh, Jordan Howard uh, had a good game last week because the Eagles just ran wild over your Buffalo Bills. I know, Sean. I know. That was I know. really disappointing to see. Yeah, didn't expect that coming. Uh, I did not play Howard in a league that I wish I had because I would have won, and I and I didn't. And look, he's a hard guy each week to figure, but he's getting the goal line carries. I think inevitably Philly does move on and move more to Miles Sanders, but perhaps the worst narrative that was played all season long was that Jordan Howard's career was over just because the Bears got rid of him. Clearly it is not. Clearly he still has some talent. I'm going to say that you can trust Jordan Howard 
as a flex slash running back two to get you between 10 and 15 points this week. All right. What about Carlos Hyde this week? Do you trust Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde on uh, Houston and Jacksonville. Let me tell you, I watched Hyde play last week. He, uh, in the first half of the game, he did nothing. All of a sudden, Houston came a a little bit closer in that game last week to really just committing to the run because Watson was having so many problems. I think that Hyde is not somebody in fantasy that I would trust. Uh, I know next week is going to be a tough week because so many teams are off, and, and there would it would there would need to be five or six teams off in a week for me able to play him. I will say this. Hyde overall for the season, much better than I thought. Hyde this week, it's going to be a hard no for me against Jacksonville in London. All right, let's, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, we don't know if he'll play. So, with that being said, outside of Ty Hill and Travis Kelsey, do you trust any of the skill position players outside of those two guys with the Kansas City Chiefs this week? Oh, boy. Uh, I, you know you know who I'm going to go to, interestingly enough here? I'm going to go back to Damian Williams. I am going to go back to Damian Williams. Uh, two weeks ago, Kansas City, when they played, uh, Damian Williams completely was a zero and LaShawn McCoy for whatever reason has been the darling of Andy Reid for the majority of the season McCoy has already fumbled three times I am gonna say that right now I am gonna completely go with uh with Damian Williams that's the guy that I would trust this week that's it interesting all right Sam Donald trust or bust this week against the Dolphins oh it's a good one right oh what is trust for you what is trust? Got to expand on this. Yeah, on this one particular, you got to trust. Fifteen points at least would be a trust if I could get fifteen points out of uh, Sam Donald. Uh, Sam Donald, I am going to fifteen points. Fifteen points. Uh, trust, yes, trust against the Miami Dolphins. Xavier Howard is their best player. They placed him on injured reserve. I don't even know how hurt Xavier Howard is. But I am going to say that, uh, that yeah, I'm going to say Xavier Howard out. Sam Darnold gets you between 15 and 20 fantasy points this week. Yep. All right, Fitzpatrick, do you trust or bust? Mm. There's not a lot of good options at quarterback. Mm. Um, well, I mean, look, you, you have so many. If, if you didn't play Kyler Murray and you didn't play Jimmy Garoppolo, you're definitely not playing Brandon Allen this week, right? There's no chance of that. No one's playing Mitch Trubisky in a fantasy league. It's borderline. It's borderline. Can you sell me on this one, Sean, or no? On Fitzpatrick? To start yeah. him? To trust him? Yeah, I, I would not. What? I would not trust him. I don't trust I'm gonna the say no. I'm yeah, going to say no. agree with you. I'm going to say no. Yeah, that offensive line is so poor. that The, the other thing that you can do is, is you can also – envision something where you see it's Fitzpatrick getting hurt or being or getting you know hit somebody <laughs> by the Jets so I'm gonna say no okay what about Robbie no, Anderson Le'Veon Bell any of the skilled guys what so. are we gonna go through the whole Jets the whole Jets I, I, team I think it's compelling can you trust Adam Gase no no <laughs> no I think we can all agree on that um yeah I I I'm gonna say uh Robbie Anderson yes Le'Veon Bell, yes. And then was there a third? I'm sorry. Was there a third player? Robbie Anderson? No, no. You got him. You got him. 
Okay. All right. I'm good there. Let's, let's can, move we please, on. can we please move away from this game? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I can love we, game, can yeah. we trust the guy? Make it. Can we? Can we trust Sean to play music? Good music on this segment. Yeah. Uh, we got trust it now. Or bust. Yeah, that's a trust. <laughs> You're a bust. You are a flat out bust. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. That's true. That's and meanwhile, Bavona Bavona's. You know, but I forgot to mention it to Bavona. Bavona gets on. You know, we're we're recording Jamie's segment. Uh, earlier in the show and so nice he's always going to help and all this good stuff for next week you know because exit velocity in the show this is maybe going to be our last exit velocity uh, today because the baseball season is officially over and yep. then we still got the adult and who, what song <laughs> even is that it's like I don't. some woman like oh like who who came up with that idea entertaining like, I think I, I, Chris and his yeah I think Chris and his wife were just at home one night and there she was like yeah what Chris is like, yeah, I'm, I'm producing for Craig Mish. I'm doing, uh, you know, some rejoins for his shows. Well, the wife was like, why don't you use this song? And Chris is like, yeah, whatever, sure. I'll just put it. I'll put it in, buddy. It's in. Thanks. As as the, the NFL yeah. films music just run ran out there. Um, but uh, that's fine. I'll get we're, up a new we're almost done with the segment. Anyway. I'll get up a new. Uh, one. We're almost done with the segment anyway. Yeah, this one. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs. All right, uh, Daniel. You're, you're the one that has to ask the questions. So that's the problem. Right, Daniel Jones. You, you can't do eight things at one time. <laughs> do, you, do you trust? Daniel Jones against the Cowboys this week. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the most popular pick in the NFL this week is going to be uh, taking the Giants on Monday night. There's no question about that. Like you, you're going to look at betting and you're going to look at the most public bet game of the week, and it's rare that it's a Monday night. By the way, the Dolphins were in the top five last week uh, public games. Um, I'm going to say, man, I am going to say. Uh, yes, I do. I I do. I'm giving I'm giving Daniel Jones. Uh, that sounds like a curse word. 16 fantasy points okay. this week against the Giants on Monday night. 16 points. I like Is that right. trust for you. That's yeah. a trust. That's a trust. All right, Odell Beckham Jr. Cleveland Browns struggling, as you well know. Some uh, interesting uh, comments coming out of that camp this week. How about yeah, Odell Beckham Jr.? You got to trust him, right? Yeah, well, my co-host Joe Pizapia has been on the uh, now trust Beckham side. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Wow. No. Uh, I've I, I look. I watch a lot of games. I I watch a lot of teams. There are some games, of course, that I skip every week. But you probably have to start him as your flex or your wide receiver three. But what gives you any indication that all of a sudden that this is going to start working? It hasn't worked at all ever. Eight games in, it's been a zero. It's been a nothing. I trust Jarvis Landry more than I do him. At least Jarvis Landry in a PPR is going to get you 10 points. No. Bust. Wow. Oh, that was interesting. All right. Danny Amendola, trust or bust this week? Yeah, Jamie Eisenberg is going to talk more about him uh, coming up in the second hour of the show. I, and he's going to make uh, an excellent point on that, so I don't want to ruin it for those of you who are listening live. But uh, I'm going to say trust there, and and predominantly because of his reasons, which I'll just go over real quick, and then they'll be more illustrated a little bit later. Uh, I think that because they can't run, they're using the slot receivers. So uh, Amendola fits that mold, and I am going to say that you can trust Danny Amendola against the Raiders this week. A couple more? Yep. Sony Michelle, do you trust Sony Michelle this week? Patriots. You gotta back. play Sony Michelle. You, you gotta play everyone on New England. You just gotta do it. I know that their offense isn't the best in the NFL, but you gotta play him. He's a big part of what they do. I the month it, cold months are coming, Sean. How cold is it in New York right now? Cold months are yep, coming. It's in the fifties now. Yeah, it, it, 
Right. Here in Florida, it's like 88. But everywhere else in the country, oh, God. it's it's going to be cold. You know what happens in December in, in the NFL. It's all about the running game. Changes completely. Jalen Samuels. The do- Trust him? Oh, t- oh, that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. That is tough. I, I mean, when has Jalen Samuels? I mean, you know, you know why I'm going to say bust? Because Samuels has been around now for about a year and a half. What has he done? I know he really hasn't had a great opportunity, but he really hasn't done much when he's had an opportunity, has he? So I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to be a contrarian on Samuels. I'm going to say bust and don't play the dude this week against the Colts. I like the Colts this week, by the way. You like the Colts? Yeah, you, you always like the Colts, I th- I'm thinking. Yeah, oh. they never let me down. <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank Reich's doing and a great they, job there. So, yeah, I, I, he I, is, I, I he agree is. with that. Uh, you want to do a quarterback? Uh, how about Jameis Winston this week? <laughs> I just wanted to bring up oh, Jameis Winston. You're a can buddy. You, can you, listen, but you know what? It's hurt. Well, Coleman had a bad game. Coleman had a bad game this game. But the most right thing that I've been on this year has been Winston. Yes, and you maybe have. The yes, most you wrong have. Thing I'll, I'll, the, mo- the most wrong thing may be Coleman. Could be. Now, yeah. Coleman didn't have a good game this past He did not. Week, Sean, he did not. Says. I know. I was rooting for it, too, because we were going to talk today. So I was like, oh, come on. you got to get more than yeah, uh, yeah. one yard per carry. But... Well, that's different. You got the Gators, or you got the Gators or Bulldogs. I have the Gators plus six and a half. Yeah, let's go Gators. Yes, yes. Let's go Gators. That's what I like to hear. All right, go Gators this week. Best of the first hour coming up next. Second hour of the show, we'll do a college football weekend preview. I've got Jamie Eisenberg here with me for almost a half hour every Friday. We'll do that. So don't go anywhere. Plenty more to come here on Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish, back in just a minute and a half with the best of the first hour and then hour number two right here on FNTSY Radio. Don't go away! Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Ohio police are urging trick-or-treaters to look through their Halloween stash this morning. Two people they uh, said they found razor blades hidden inside candy wrappers. Why uh, rap, uh, wrappers? Right. Why would anybody do this? There are some sick, sick people in this country. The story goes on to say that one of the people found a blade and cut a finger while sorting through their candy on Halloween night. The person went to the hospital for stitches. And uh, this is in the uh, neighborhood in the Cincinnati, Ohio suburb. The same night in Waterbury, Connecticut, police arrested a man after razor blades were found in the bottom of two trick-or-treaters candy bags. Like, like are you just like... Like, how, how can people do this, first of all? And then second of all, how do people even think that this is, like, funny to do this for kids? Like, they're trying to literally hurt kids. It's bad enough that there are still these idiots that think that it's okay to leave your kid in a car and go shopping. 
Like, I mean, let alone even with the air on. I don't even care. Like, are you like a total idiot whatsoever? Like that 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 is like death penalty stuff for me. How could you ever leave your child in a car ever? Is it that difficult to just take the kid out and bring him in or her? I, I mean, if if you have work, is it, it what's going to happen? You're going to get fired, but your kid survives. That's the alternative. Please, those stories pop up way too much, even in this day and age. Toys R Us is officially relaunching some of their toy stores again, and they are saying that they want to compete with the informal way of of basically having to now go on Amazon and 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 teasing that like experience of of going into a store. Now, this is a tough one for me. And it's going to be happening all over some metropolitan cities including Houston, Texas, and also in the Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. I don't know where that is, so I'll, uh, someone will have to get me familiar with that. Uh, but that's what they're doing. They're, they want to have the value of the parents walking into the store and playing it. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two. If- 